Chapter 1 Daniel Fisher was roused from slumber by the song of morning birds. Sitting up, he imagined himself awakening in his own bed. Upon further investigation, he realized that this room was not the upstairs bedroom of his New Jersey bungalow. Rather, it was a well-appointed suite of rooms in a Canandaigua bed-and-breakfast establishment. He stretched and yawned, shaking himself back from his dream, a dream as vibrant as any real day. In it he had seen Katie, his sweetheart girl, gathering daisies in a wide green meadow. She wore a blue Amish dress, without the apron and no devotional covering on her head. Her auburn hair fell in waves, long and lovely, over her slender shoulders. The sun stood high in the treetops, its intense rays blinding him, momentarily blocking his vision. When the light parted, he saw her look his way, smiling slightly. Then, unheeding, she turned and skipped barefoot away into a thin grey mist. Katie, wait! Wait! He called to her again and again. Dan groaned, recalling the summer-like dream. Such visions had taunted him on many a night, but this portrayal of a young, seemingly reckless Katie gripped him anew. His eyes fell on his Bible, near him on the bedside table. Reaching for it, he eased himself off the bed, sitting on the edge as he shuffled through its pages till he found the letter to Katie. One she would never receive. A confession from his heart to hers. It was a way to spur himself on to do what he must do this very day. My dearest Katie, I'm writing this to you in a bed and breakfast here in Canandaigua. I know from the map I purchased days ago that the mansion you now live in is only a few short miles from where I sit tonight. Lately, it seems that I am likely to lose my focus on the important things if I do not put my thoughts down on paper. And though I do not expect that we will ever really be able to talk the way we used to, I'm hoping that my visit with you might turn out to be a positive, good thing for us both. Just last week I went to Hickory Hollow to visit with my parents, the first time in over five years. I met with my sister, too. It was from Annie that I first heard of your shunning and your subsequent leaving. There was pain in her eyes as she spoke of your yearning to find the mother who gave you birth. If only God will allow me to see you for even a few moments, and you would hear me out. Believe me when I say that I let you down, dear Katie, that I should have done something to right this wrong between us a long time ago. All these years trying to fit in with the English world around me, I longed to know if you were all right, if you were safely settled in the Amish church, yet constantly wished for a gentle, perhaps divine way to say that I loved you in spite of my death. And I always prayed that you might find the truth of God's grace through his Son, Jesus Christ. Nothing matters now but meeting you face to face, hoping you will not be too startled at my return from the grave. 
Please forgive me for not making things known to you sooner, for running away from my religious disputes with my father and the people, for letting you think I drowned on that boat so many years ago. Please. Sighing, he held the letter in his hands, glancing over at a pastoral scene in a gilded antique frame across the room. You may never believe that what I did, I did for us, he whispered, for our love. He slipped the handwritten letter back into the leather Bible, closing it thoughtfully. The matter is in God's hands, he decided, and stood to walk the few steps to the wash basin, leaning hard against its porcelain surface. Staring into the mirror over the sink, he ran his fingers through a scraggly beard. Though in no way a vain man, he turned sideways, surveying his profile.